0: Hi everybody, just wanted to give folks a content warning this week. Right around the 58 minute mark, Kim goes into some stuff as it relates to the uglier part of this country's history that involves sexual assault. If you would like to skip over that portion, I've included a handy timestamp in the show notes and I'll play this sound as we get a little near it just in case too. Thanks. Hello and welcome to The Optional Podcast, episode number 226 for the week of September 20th, 2021. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us. Recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. Mm-hmm. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam
1: Brewster. Let's do it! What up, what up man? man? I'm so, oh. I'm so hyped to be recording again i don't know man i get i get this like boost of energy every time we record i'm like there's, there's
0: also like a, a so we're, we're recording this in the morning this mm-hmm. time and it's such a difference in comparison to us recording at night when, yeah. I'm, when I'm tired and after work so, and shit yeah yeah exactly so uh, there there might be something to the <laughs> there's you some know, science there yeah yeah this is kind of nice we might have to do this more often i'm not gonna lie but um yeah no we were just talking right before we recorded about like you know, growing old and um, <laughs> yes. staying up late as if we're 16 still. And my my mind not letting ready, not willing to let go of that just yet. Like just sort of, because I also, you know, we just also talked about working on a bit of a different schedule than the East Coast and most East Coast folks, because our companies are West Coast based, or mm-hmm. at least, you know, yeah, we have West Coast things. So, but it, it does kind of like make me want to stay up late, but... Yeah, I, I'm I'm having, I, you know, nothing that some decent sleep and good coffee can't remedy, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just hi, hi, like hop yourself up on uh, on coffee, you'll be fine. Like, I I don't know, I stay up really, really late on the regular and then on the weekends, I tend to like sleep in and like mm. go to bed earlier. It's just yeah. weird, like, and that like resets me for the week. Um, right. I don't know, like during the week, I feel like I'm missing out. So like,
0: I, yeah, I, same. I tend
1: to like watch more TV at night and, you know, I play video games pretty late. Like I don't get started playing video games till like 10. Um, yeah. So same. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal, but it works out for me, man. Yeah.
0: There's yeah. something nice about the, like waking up on a weekend for me as an adult, like mm-hmm. even, even sometimes uh, this week, actually, I also woke up, um, I won't, I, f- I forget when it was, it was earlier in the week, but I woke up you know, I got some coffee or whatever. And I literally just like played a game. For yeah. The first couple hours of my day. Thankfully, I'm like, I'm able to do that because of the the nature of my job, you know, working from home and stuff. So it's, it really is like super, super lucky uh, uh, that I get a chance <laughs> yeah. to do something like that. But yeah, so um, we also had just had, I also just got back. Well, not just got back, but we had the fanbite retreat, mm-hmm. which is the thing that we were uh, kind of recording around. But it was so nice to, get a chance to meet everybody. And of course the entire team is incredible. And, um, you know, got to go carding and stuff. It was a really, really good time. And then coming back anytime you kind of come back from like a, a bit of a vacation, this is the first time I actually was like able to go, you know, on my own to do something since right. pre pandemic. So it was like, I, f- I forgot how much I enjoy. Like I genuinely enjoy just kind of traveling on my own. Yeah. I used to have to do it a lot for work, but um there is a nice sort of freedom that you get from that and like i don't know it it also kind of like loki reminded me of like those high school orchestra or rotc trips where (laughs) we'd go with everybody and like stay in one hotel it it was it was kind of cool in that sense and um yeah just like i kind of needed that and like my 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 spirit needed that for a bit and um no that's,
1: that's such a good idea though especially at like i don't think a lot of you know this team aside but i don't think a lot of jobs like take that into account especially working from home um yeah. how important it is to like meet the people that you're working yeah. with and you know just being physically in their presence is, is a big deal like you know yeah cuz people can like not seem real um Yeah, I wasn't convinced some people (laughs) on the
0: team were real until I met them in person. I was like, I just thought you were like an AI or like, because, you know, honestly, like there are so many, uh, like Twitter accounts Mm -hmm. that are literally just experiments and they're, you know, not a real person, uh, some of which that I found out this past weekend from speaking with certain folks on the team. I was like, what? That's not a real person. (laughs) Um, so yeah jeff it's, weird. it's just weird it's yeah jeff keely is a fucking ai influencer <laughs> oh shit uh, no wonder his skin looks so good all the time <laughs> um yeah like it, but i've actually now that i think about it when i when i met khalif it was
1: all blurry. <laughs> it was just a blurry mess
0: yeah for as far as i know he's just a bitmoji or some or, shit that um, has gained consciousness um but yeah no it was good it was good i mean i feel like yeah, it's great to just, like, meet and connect with folks. And uh, shout out to Jose, right? You got, to, you got a chance to hang out with Jose recently. Yeah, shout and, out
1: to Jose. Uh, which is um, really cool. Yeah, which just, I don't know, man. It, it's really nice to just, just meet your friends that you've been internet, like, you know, mutuals with and, and friends with. And, you know, just building relationships is really cool. And it's it, like, we haven't done it in so long, so it's like is this going to be awkward? And it's like, no, it's not. Ah. <laughs> not yeah, at all. It's yeah, fine. it's like, yeah, we're just chilling. Um, no, that, that was that was nice. Um, yeah, man, I, I've just been having uh, a nice little calm kind of week.
0: Yeah, same. It's, it's nice. It's nice for once, you know, just to kind of catch your breath and also not get sucked into the discourse, which we are not going to do on
1: this show today. Man, you uh, know I a- don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I <laughs> legit... That's great hear the word discourse and i'm like i'm glad i don't oh even know what that God. is i don't even know what it man, is man
0: it's like every day there's like some, <laughs> oh there's, there's always something, something else to yeah. be mad about there's someone to be mm-hmm. mad at and it's just like i don't know lately i've just really been protecting my peace and like that's not choosing to really not engage but also like know when to gotta know when to hold them <laughs> know when to fold them that's a fact um because yeah, that shit is that shit is important. Yeah, Speaking everybody of, uh,
1: uh, protect your peace. But what were you saying?
0: Yeah, no. Speaking of protecting our peace, mm. uh, let's uh, let's jump into the show. Let's okay. do it. Okay, so this week, um, again, uh, speaking of kind of going away and going on journeys of self-discovery, mm-hmm. um, I have got a chance to, I got a chance a while back, uh, shout out to Jeff, our homie at Annaburna, Um, got a chance to get a code for The Artful Escape, um, which is a game that we played a couple years ago at E3 a little yeah. while back, got to play like, a really, really cool demo of it. And um, I, I kind of did a bad job of describing what the game was last time, so I'll I'll try briefly again, but because I'm gonna kind of briefly go over this one. But uh, the Artful Escape is a really cool indie game about um, this one um, up and coming folk singer who kind of lives in the shadow, I, I believe, of, of his uncle, who is sort of this like Bob Dylan type. Uh, it almost the even the character himself, like in the album art and stuff, looks a lot like that sort of. archetype of like, you know, the shades and the guitar and the, the hair, like, you know, like the the hair and everything. So, um, and the story revolves around your character, uh, you know, sort of living in that shadow and trying to make a name for himself that isn't so directly attached to those, you know, original inspiration, Mm -hmm. that original inspiration. So they sort of stumble upon this intergalactic journey that takes them on a very, introspective but also like you know fun humorous uh almost like uh oh god a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy style journey through you know different planets and different star systems and like but just like it's it's mainly just like a 2D platformer, like a very, very simple 2D platformer that occasionally has these, not, not, not so much rhythm components to them, but like these sort of like Simon style components. Uh. So for the Zoomers out there who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, like uh, Simon was this toy, this big old <laughs> chunky plastic electronic toy with buttons. The best toy. The best toy that that you you know there, there were these colors that would light up and you'd have to hit them in the sequence that were what was randomized to buy the toy and if you got one wrong you would lose, um just real real nineties eighties style shit of like remember Bobbit oh Bobbit
1: love a Bobbit um,
0: <laughs> and then they started so, yeah.
1: flicking it and stuff I didn't like that I like
0: that. oh yeah that got they got yeah, a, they little, got a little, <laughs> little,
1: little nasty with it <laughs> got
0: a little nasty um. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of it has moments like that where you have this sort of electric guitar and that's how you basically communicate the call and response style with certain characters and creatures and stuff throughout the world. As you kind of go through these levels, there are these beautiful sweeping like vistas of everything ranging from like snowy mountains to, you know, uh, planets, you know, in the in like forests with like alien vegetation and stuff it's it really really is a beautiful beautiful art style like it almost looks like um these sort of like painted cardboard cutout Mm. 2d style things like you know on top of one another it's really really pretty and as you sort of move around the world like when you press x or hold x you you know your character starts playing that electric guitar and it'll interact with things around the world just sort of just aesthetically Mm -hmm. um So no real challenge in in the sense of like, you know, occasionally you might miss a jump or two, but uh, and you're kind of sliding down, you know, slopes and stuff like that. So it is there is a bit of movement and and a a tiny bit of speed on occasion to it. But for the most part, it's a very, very, very simple game. It's like Like more for the vibe than
1: anything. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely chill.
0: Yeah, it's like a hill. You're definitely building. It's definitely building us a, a, a series of vibes, mm-hmm. which is which is very cool. It's like it's it's definitely got um, an aesthetic and stuff that that I think lends well to that kind of experience. Um, it it hasn't quite. I, I think the voice acting stuff is is really great. Carl Weathers is in there. Oh, shout um, to Carl Weathers. We, he's fantastic in it. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is in it. Um, a bunch of like Hollywood. Lena Hetty Heady. Heady. She's in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, a bunch of folks are in this and you, and when you recognize them, you're like, Oh, that's cool. Like they actually fit the character really, really well. Um, so in that sense, all that stuff is really, really well done. It's just like the the game portion of it doesn't quite hook me as much. So it's hard for me to continue to, you know, get, get on with it in certain sense in a, in a certain sense. But I um I haven't finished it quite just yet. I think I'm nearing the end. I would love to see how it all wraps up because the story itself isn't that, isn't that bad. Um, so if you kind of go into it with that in mind, I think you'll be all right, but I don't think you're going to really expect anything too mind blowing in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of wish, you know, it being a game about a musician that the musical aspects were handled a bit differently. I, I wish there was more of a playful, challenge of skill when Mm. it came to that stuff um because it as again it's just it's basically just simon so it's not that difficult they don't they don't ever really push it beyond that basic concept it never gets to a point where you're like doing you know 20 button combo inputs it's like at most you're doing like five maybe six or something like that so yeah in that sense, I think that's the missing component for me is like I, I kinda draw a lot of parallels between this and Sayonara Wild Hearts in the sense that like Sayonara Wild Hearts is mechanically speaking very simple. It's I think a lot of folks have described it as like an interactive music album, which I which I totally agree with. I think it's basically just like a, a playable music album. Right. Like it's a series of music videos that you get to interact with, which um which sounds great and it is great. It was one of my favorite games of that year. This game, however, um, I think the that game had the benefit of constantly switching it up and giving you different small challenges, like almost like you know bite-sized warrior-style challenges. In this sense, um, it doesn't do that. It's just the same shtick over and over again, Oof. and it's a bit of a bummer. It's a bit of a bummer because yeah. everything else about the game I really have been enjoying, but. Um, Again, I kind of want to finish it, see it through, but you know that general impulse for me to want to be like, oh, I can't wait to jump back into that game, is not there. Yeah. And sadly, um, you know, I think it it as a result, I haven't played it quite as much, so I've been playing it very, you know, far apart. What do you What are you playing on? I'm playing on Xbox. Okay. Gotcha. So it it looks great. I mean, there have been some frame rate issues. I I believe there was a patch that might have solved it. I'm still experiencing frame rate issues, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's a very pretty game. I don't know if I would one hundred percent recommend it, mm-hmm. but again, I want to finish it. I'll finish it sometime this week, and I'll kind of follow up and let y'all know what I what I think overall. But yeah, definitely so re- report far, back. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm very interested just to see how far this game has come, and maybe you'll land on the other side of it. Um, yeah, feeling yeah, you know a little bit different.
0: Very possible that the ending kind of wraps up in a way that I'm like, oh, you know what? That is actually very cool, and there's another reason to maybe jump back in or something. But I'm I'm not sure that's going to be the yeah, case. But, <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's alternate here. I I mean, let's not bury the lead any further. Death Loop, Cam. Yeah, what is this? This is a small indie game. It's a little
1: little little game. Um, <laughs> yeah, Death Loop. It's the the uh, I guess fourth or third installment. Um from the the good folks over our, at Arc, Arcane um mm. and they made if you're not familiar with Arcane they made um dishonored and uh the other one <laughs> the moon one that I didn't <laughs> play so I oh a pray pray yeah pray um I didn't get to play that and I always wanted to um but yeah so it's it's definitely in that style like this is definitely one of their games um it's nothing like kind of new from that that style um i played dishonor like back in the day when it was like free on xbox no no it had to be ps2 ps4 yeah ps plus so it was like the original ps4 um yeah so i came to like really late i i enjoyed my time with it but it wasn't a game that i like loved um Mm. and then when this game uh was announced like a, a few years ago, I guess now, right? Um, I remember we yeah. saw it at some show, and I was just like, oh, that looks fucking sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, that's dope. But as more shit started coming out, like more like previews of it and, 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 uh, like vignettes and shit and interviews, I like cooled off on it like a ton. Interesting. I'm like, not gonna lie. Like, they were showing. The thing about it is this game is um, led by two main characters who uh, are black and Mm -hmm. um, I'm hyperly aware of black characters like and (laughs) and a lot of times, you know, I get disappointed by like voice acting and stuff like that. So when this stuff was coming out, like all the previews, like he was doing the whole like Train, baby. Like it was like the, oh. it was the head that it felt like that was where they were going with it. So I kind of like wrote it off. I was like, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Like, I yeah, don't want to yeah, hear the yeah. damn baby. Like that shit. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. To my surprise, like this game came out. Uh I've heard, I like heard nothing but great things about it. So I was like, let me, let me cop it. So I bought it, booted it up. And the voice acting is incredible. Like, wow it's it's way subtler than that um he does do that every once in a while but it's for comedic effect um Mm. and it it kind of fits the style of the game because it's set in this like late 60s early 70s kind of motif like um austin powers kind of vibey um yeah like the interior is all like like shag carpet type shit um yeah it's it's a really stylish game um But man, when I tell you like these voice acting is just incredible. But basically the basic setup is that um, you play as a guy named Cole Vaughn and he is on this like island um, and he just keeps reliving the same day over and over. Um, And you start off, you wake up on the beach and you're like, who the fuck am I? So you're just walking through and the first like four hours of this game is it's like a big tutorial about like what you actually have to do and the whole idea is you you your ex you find out that your ex-girlfriend is, is trying to wake you up and basically stop you from stopping the loop um so you two are the only ones that are remembering this one day being relived over and over. You're the only two that are able to remember. Um, So in, in a sense, it's, it's very much like all you need is kill, um, which we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I forgot what the American one is called. Um, Uh, Edge Edge of tomorrow. It's very much that. So like the only two people in this world have been like, they're the only ones aware. So, um, you get more clues as you come along and and the arcane games are are really good at like, um, their world building. So there's a lot of like voice memos and, and written notes and like little hidden areas you can find to build more context, um, about the world, which I love. Like, I love reading notes. (laughs) Like I love listening to the, to the, um, the voice memos, which are really cool. Yeah. Audio logs. (laughs) I love that shit. Um, i'm very much a lore person because i need to like in a game especially like this like where you're you're playing as these characters like i want to be in it you know like i want to feel what they feel because like in it (laughs) yeah definitely in it Um, (laughs) um i don't know like i i just like i hate the word immersive but like I, I want to be immersed in in these type of games. Um Well yeah, it's like an immersive sim. So yeah. it's
0: like it's what you've come to expect.
1: Yeah, but it it's I think it's it's hard for me to get like that like because mm. I don't, you know. If you're not all in on a, a thing, like it it's really hard to like to do that for me especially. But sure, um, Yeah, this game um so basically that's the setup. Like you're you're trying to stop the loop. You're trying to find out how to stop the loop and then all the while um This other character, uh, she's trying to stop you from stopping the loop. And the cool thing about that is that, like, um, another actual player can take the role of that person and invade your world. Um, And so, like. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So, like. All right. Let me back up a little bit. The world has, like, four or five different zones. um, But you can just kind of, like, walk through all of it. Um, And then has four different times a day. So it has morning, noon, afternoon, night. And when you select like a time of day, say you start off morning and it's a new map, like the everything will happen in that world. Exactly the same every single loop, no matter what. Um, But you can kind of uh, change the world and interact with it depending on like the time of day so like say if you see you over here two npcs talking about oh hey uh, i gotta open up this uh, i have like a stash of, of weapons or whatever um i'll open up afternoon this afternoon meet me over there that like during the morning that thing's gonna be locked but if you come back like um in the afternoon of course it's like open and they're in there like stashing weapons or some shit like that. And that um, like leads to like this really strategic kind of like planning. Like I'm not too far in. I'm probably like six hours in. Um, but yeah, so like you have to like you're you're always picking up on these like leads, uh, I think they call it. And like you'll be like, Oh, I come across this this box. Like, what does it do? Uh, I'll come back later. Or you just make that decision to come back later because like this world is huge and there's a billion things to find at every corner. There's like, like trillions of, of conversations to listen to voice memos everywhere, all this shit. So you're like, it's a little overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Cause like, it doesn't really give you a direction of what to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the game will be like, well, you've done everything that you can for this lead right now. You might as well go back to base and then, uh, continue today or start another loop. Um, and then that's the thing. So as you're doing this, you're, you're, you know, investigating like who you are. You're trying to find out how to stop the loop. Um, Juliana, the other player can, um, can invade your game. And that can be done by the NPC, like of a computer or. Um,
0: like an actual an player? An actual
1: player, yeah. Um, that's amazing. And actually. it's terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Because like. Yeah. It sends up like this notice that like Juliana's on the hunt. And oh, you're just wow. like, fuck, it, it. it it changes the way you're playing because like I play these games very stealthily and like very much like slow methodical like I like to check hiding everything yeah 20 <laughs> well that, that's <laughs> what I end up doing Um yeah, when someone invades do. I'm like fuck man I'm like I'm just hiding now I'm like really scared because I'm not the best in a gun like you know my aim ain't shit um,
0: it used to be it used to be it used to be okay well, but, lo- but I've yeah, lost a couple I'm steps definitely
1: <laughs> not that great anymore and I play a lot of Apex yeah. so I'm just trash but um, yeah yeah, so you end up like in these skirmishes and then if you get a kill, you can um take a take a weapon, I mean take um a, a power from from that person. Um, and then the powers are like uh, the dishonored powers where like you can teleport, you can do like a double jump, you can do like um, telekinesis, that type of thing. Hmm. And then you also have like a an array of weapons, um you know that you can pick up from from enemies and they had they're tiered as well so they have like uh blue purple orange and then exotic like is a, a red color and those are like really unique weapons um yeah th- this game is is really interesting i'm having a, a decent time with it i'd like i haven't gotten to the point where it like clicked yet i'm still a little confused mm. of like what i'm actually supposed to be doing um like how do i find like up uh, so at after the tutorial, you you pretty much find out that you have to kill these six people or seven people um, that are part of your cohort um, originally to stop it. Like the people who started this, those are the people you have to kill to stop it. And the only thing is, is that you have to do it in one full day. Because say you kill three and then you go back to the base and start another loop. Those three will be alive again on your next loop. So you have to... You know, kill the ones you can in the morning, go to the noon, kill the ones you can there, go to afternoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's very strategic. I feel like it's going to get really hard. I haven't gotten there yet, but um yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the, the style of this game and like just how much it, I don't know, it's so vibey. It's really funny. Like the voice acting is incredible. Like I, I literally like laugh out loud at some of the shit that they say to each other yeah Yeah, it's it's really charming i'm not gonna lie um they they definitely did a good job with character design like i don't know like cole is a really cool character which i rarely ever say about video games (laughs) especially like like black characters i'm always like pretty disappointed um yeah no i know
0: what you mean because i've 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 seen like a little bit of it on a stream mm -hmm. um and I heard some of like the the voice acting, like because it kind of happens as, yeah, you play, as you play, like especially on the radio and stuff. And I was like, oh, this actually feels like good. It doesn't feel no, at least from the the, the little slice I had, like I heard it. It didn't feel like cringy or didn't feel like you know, um, it felt kind of authentic in the sense of like I it didn't trigger any like you know Spidey senses of like oh yeah maybe you should have talked to somebody about weird. that yeah, yeah it, it yeah, felt it, it felt like they
1: they they definitely went um you know as 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 I mean, it could change like i there's probably going to be sure. something that i don't like but um yeah for the for the most part I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this game it's it's really it's gorgeous like sometimes i just like i'll be on like the edge of a map and just like looking out at the city and like damn you built all this shit and all these little secrets and stuff i'm like damn it's 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 a lot like yeah, yeah i have yeah. like so many notes in like my like they collect notes for you like automatically when you come across something unique. And it's just like tons of shit that I have to like go back to at some point. I'm like, I don't, how am I going to remember any of this stuff? Wow. Yeah. But it's, it's really yeah, cool, I mean, man. Like, I don't know if you're interested in, in these games, but I, I think it's worth uh, checking out just, be, just because of how grand it feels. And like, it does feel like a unique experience and, and especially what we've been getting lately, this feels very right. new and, and, and really fresh.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I, I saw, um, so I, I may or may not have seen the game a little earlier. <clears throat> trying not to get anybody in trouble, mm-hmm. uh, which was, which is cool because I got a chance to actually see it. Cause I've actually like, I don't know. I, I think I've seen a couple of trailers and I thought, oh, this looks kind of cool. Maybe I'll check it out. And I, you know, I've kind of got caught up in the, in the hype and the buzz around mm-hmm. it, especially considering how enthusiastic everybody's been about this game. However, I haven't played a Dishonored game. I played a little bit of uh, Prey, and I loved the intro. And then eventually it just b- kind of became, you know, um, it just became one of those immersive sim style games. And, and not to speak on the the sort of like quality of the game, mm-hmm. more so just like uh, for whatever reason, I just kind of bounced off of it. It didn't sort of hook me in the way that uh, I, I guess like the moment to moment combat. I'm talking about Prey in this particular case. The moment to moment combat and the sort of like puzzle solving and traversal and that kind of stuff like it, it doesn't really stick with me in the way like it, it doesn't satisfy. I mean, it, it, there is something very cool about being able to use powers and different variety of weapons against enemies and knowing, you know, the, the most effective way to do that each time. Um but it didn't stick with me, and I kind of just put it down eventually, and I, and I eventually uninstalled it off of my Xbox, even though I knew one day maybe I'd get back to it. However, having said that,
1: yeah.
0: um, if a game kind of gets it right for me in the way that like something like Control does, then I'm like, yeah. oh shit, yeah, I'm, I'm reading all the emails, I'm reading all of the mm-hmm. like letters I pick up, because the lore itself is so fascinating. And I've seen a lot of, like, again, I've seen a lot of gameplay of this, and it definitely feels like one of those arcane-style
1: games. Yeah, and it's, it's like, don't, there's it, no, like, question about it. It's definitely one of those games. So if you're not into that, yeah. you're not going to be into this. Yeah,
0: and, and I feel a little, like... I mean, it also doesn't help that... Or I guess it kind of does help that I can't... I mean, I guess I could play this on PC, but I've heard the PC version is in real bad shape at the moment. Really. And it crashes, yeah, and it's like, this has got a ton of bugs. And I know the PS5, the console version... Um, also has some bugs but they aren't as egregious um so it, it has helped in the sense of like i don't feel the need to want to jump on it right now mm-hmm. i'll probably i mean i was ta- i think i was talking about this with john but i, I feel like there there's got to be a definitive version coming down the line for xbox or something so i'll probably jump on it then because i don't want to play on my pc i think i've come to like I, I i mean listeners have probably heard me say this to death but i feel like i have come to the conclusion that like Mouse and keyboard, not really so much for me. Um, not the way I want to experience those kinds of games. Like, I grew up a console player, so console shooters feel good mm-hmm. on a controller. Um, or at least shooters. Now, I, w- I shouldn't say console shooters, but in this case, it kind of feels like this was <laughs> designed for consoles um, because of how well optimized that one is, but or that version is. So, yeah, but, but in, I will say um, the style the the characters what, what you're telling me about the voice acting and the writing has definitely tipped me over the edge yeah um, and I think of of all the Arcane games this one probably has piqued my interest the most because it's not like I'm a hooded creepy I mean I'm yeah. not a creepy but like I'm I'm a hooded stealthy guy in like right. old timey place See, and I have magic power I'm like I don't know if I want to play that and then it's like Prey was like oh it's a sci-fi it's a moon base <laughs> and I was like okay all right yeah i mean i've, I've I, okay yeah bioshock i know I, yeah, I see what I you're you. doing but this one feels like oh it's got some style to it yeah it's definitely it's got, got some, some style
1: like cool characters it 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 doesn't seem to like lead you to like you know in dishonored it always felt like you had to play that game very like you know Stone yeah the like, down, in the shadows like you were saying because i remember there was like a, a way like if you kill people or some shit and then you don't like move their bodies like rats come. That's the one thing right, I remember right, about right. that game. And I made my game like super hard because I wasn't like cleaning up the streets after I killed people. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that. This game doesn't like do that any at all. Like once you kill somebody, they like disappear because right. It makes sense. Like if it's, the way the Lord. Right. <laughs> once they loop, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like don't waste your time like moving bodies. Um, yeah,
0: Streets of Rage two had that figured out. But this,
1: yeah, word. There's no like, um, yeah. It, it just seems like they want you to play however you want in this game because like there really is no penalty for like shooting the shit up. Like it is just like you can do whatever you want. You can go silent, you know, if that's what you want to do, or you can literally just run through with a shotgun and and light people up, which mm. which is you know it's weird because like a lot of games they they make you like choose is like is this the style you want to play you right, know this right. one is like you can only do one or the if other you want. yeah it's like yeah. <laughs> if you want do whatever you want or you can mix the two and 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 do that which i end up having to do when i fuck up a stealth kill and i'm just like oh going loud like fuck it
0: hell yeah, yeah fuck it it's about that But time. I, i'm
1: excited to, to continue playing this game it seems like it's going to be a longer one which i'm excited about because i haven't played like a long game in a while or you know I've been playing like a lot of games of service, um, mm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. like this this feels nice to play like a single player game that's really long.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's the Psychonauts thing, which I have to. I also have to jump back into and finish because uh, the trip and everything got in the way. And you're almost I, done with
1: that though. No. I've been looking for right?
0: it. Yeah, I was. I got pretty far, so I, I feel like I'm pretty. I, maybe I'm in the last third of that mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. No. This this sounds good. I mean, I've, between this and the now revealed. Gran Turismo 7 release date. Yeah, yeah. that's tra- that sweet, sweet trailer. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I was,
1: like, dying to, like, hear your thoughts about it.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, so, um, if listeners want to hear my full thoughts, check out uh, Thanks for the Knowledge this week on, on the Fanby Podcast Network. But I'll quickly just say, uh, Gran Turismo 7 looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to play it. It also se- it seems like it's bringing back the single-player stuff. So, I mean, speaking about really jumping into a single player focused game. That's the one thing I feel like is hearing you talk about death has got me really interested in is like, lately I feel like I've been playing less and less online multiplayer things because of my schedule. It's just like hard for me to, you know, regularly hop online for mm-hmm. stuff like for multiplayer things. So I really, really do treasure these long, um, solitary experiences and Gran Turismo, um, they showed off like the cars you can collect the photo mode, the like so many things that you can do like on your own. And I just want to collect really nice speedy race cars and put them on display, make them look pretty, but also like drive the shit out of them on the track and like send it. Um, So yeah, I cannot wait for that game. When that game comes out, like I honestly will probably stream it uh, like twice a week. You got to do a 24 hour um, stream. It's, it's, Oh my god. It? 24 hours at Le Mans. <laughs> Le Mans. Um so uh I wow, just who's who's Le Mans is this? That's that's going to be the title of this
1: episode. <laughs> that's going to um, be your your uh, your stream, your shame name for that. <laughs> who's
0: Le Mans? That's <laughs> hilarious. Um yeah, so I speaking of motorsports, I again surprise surprise that the rest of my picks for this week are motorsport related. Um I have been. I, I've previously talked about Motorsport Manager on the episode we we have mm-hmm. with Funkay, which is a legendary episode. Shout out to Funke, by the way. Um, good, good, well, good, folks. Yeah, I got to meet in person. Which oh is yeah, great. yeah. So um, yeah, mobile, Motors, Mo, mobile Motorsport Manager is a game for uh, the mobile phone. I think it's on iOS and Android. I'm playing on Android, and it's from the same developers. You can clearly see why mm-hmm. they chose to maybe not release uh, sequels to their their original formula on pc because this one it's not like i'm actually surprised i've been playing it so far i think it it costs like i think i paid like seven bucks or something for Mm -hmm. it but that's good because um that means it's not riddled with like you know oh you gotta wait 24 hours to make sure that you know this is built and this is done like I have been playing it for quite a while now. In fact, I was playing it the other night until like three a.m. because it's just that um, it's just that good. Like it's one of those games where you're like, I'll just do one more race. I'll do I'll do qualifying. Ah, maybe. Um, (laughs) But it's really optimized for the for the mobile phone. So a lot of stuff has been taken out. Um, Stuff that I feel like is cool, but maybe is a little too much uh in, in the sense of like i don't necessarily want to manage pit stops i don't necessarily want to manage certain things that are like you know just very tedious you know what i mean yeah. like there, there's even stuff on the on the on the side of the races where you like thankfully on pc you could just automate it just hit auto and be like let the driver handle that because like i have to i have the zoomed out view of everything i can't manage everything um See, and you can also do that here, but everything on Mobile Motorsport Manager Three is very cleanly designed. The aesthetic to it has this nice teal colorway, oh, and the jam. buttons are nice and big. Oh, it's my shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like everything is so neatly designed, easy to read, like beautifully animated. Like they they even sh- like take you through the timeline leading up to a season, like during preseason. It's like, a, it's like a literal timeline, like from left to right. And there are things sticking out of that timeline, sort of like a museum graphic. And as you go along, it's like, okay, now you have to negotiate driver contracts. So it really holds your hand as you walk through a lot of the stuff yeah. that I mentioned previously on the episode with Funke, where it, I I I think I did a pretty, I mean, I think I did a decent job of explaining what it is, but I think it I also didn't do a great job of like you know, n- making it sound like I I already knew what all of that was. Like, no, the game taught me a lot of that gotcha. stuff, and this M- Mobile Motorsport Manager Three does a good job of that as well. It really holds your hand. It really shows you like the ins and outs of everything. You, you can choose from different um sort of like uh, classes of of motorsport. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm doing uh, endurance races, so I have six drivers on the team, three to a car. And they're like long, so they're not like laps. It's like, okay, there's you're racing for you know 45 minutes, and this is 45 minutes in game time, it's not actual 45 minutes. Like, okay, time. gotcha. So it goes by faster, and you know, you have to manage their and like their actual endurance, like the how like their fatigue levels. You have to manage, of course, the tires, the uh, the fuel, you're managing you know, pits. So you're like, okay, uh, can you stay out for like two laps longer? I'm going to pit our number one driver so they can, you know, undercut the drivers they're in front of. It's like a lot of, a lot of zoomed out strategy mm. that, you know, sometimes for me, I, I bumped up the difficulty because I was winning way too easily. And I was like, no, 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 I need to learn. You need to forged in the fire. Um, some, sometimes the strategies don't work. And I'm like, fuck, I probably should have done one less pit stop or I probably could have had them stay out for longer. Uh, I should have managed, you know, this part better it wouldn't have got it wouldn't have broken or whatever right. so there's a lot to manage but it doesn't feel overwhelming so i just feel like if you are into th- this is for like the four or five people in the discord who i talked about motorsports all the time with in the in the motorsports channel if you're into this kind of stuff and you want to learn more about the intricacies of how it all fits together i cannot recommend mobile motorsport manager three enough I, like, i'm playing it on my phone and i never play games on my phone the the only game i play on my phone is solitaire because i just like i don't like playing games on my phone i just i just don't you
1: know i feel you i,
0: I don't like playing games on don't play it's to the point even where like i think uh, i think merit mentioned this somewhere on a podcast or maybe it was in person but i feel that way anytime like i'm with my niece and my niece is like uncle paul can i Can i uh uh, play games on your phone, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, baby, but I don't have any, any <laughs> games on there.
1: Get out of here, you little shit. Yeah, you want to play solitaire? <laughs> play play a real <laughs> game.
0: I'm smoking a cigarette. Play a real Lord. game. Play solitaire. Flip through
1: my fucking um, phone book.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to look at some photos? <laughs> uh, so I don't have any games, but this is like the first one that I've gotten, and I'm, my my poor niece. Now next time I'm gonna be like, so this is Tyler. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, you want to go on the? You want to go on the first? Um, but yeah, no, I, I I cannot recommend it enough. It's a beautifully designed game. It the, the, a lot. There is a um. There are some things you can speed up, like if you want to say, uh, open up more scouting possibilities mm-hmm. for potential employees or drivers. You can play this. You can pay with using this special currency that is sort of the currency you can buy with real yeah. money. But I haven't poured any money into it yet, and I've i you get that currency as well by doing certain things. So it hasn't asked me for any more money um, in addition to the seven bucks or whatever that I spent to buy it. So it's so it, honestly is it, is it like gotcha? I have to be that person, but yeah, no, 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 It's, it's just, it's straight up like a game. It's like motorsport manager on your phone. That's it's a- like, it's really, really fucking great. And, and like the only thing I, I will say is like the actual races, you, you don't, there aren't like 3d models of the cars. It's just like, there's like a circle with the number, um, that you're in and then like there's like a sort of graphic that pops out from over it that like tells you like okay this is that driver here's your other driver and so you're not really but the track is there it's like 3d modeled it looks beautiful it looks like a hitman go level and um you know all the like they're like chips basically they're going around the track so it's not like detailed so you're not going to actually see like wheel to wheel racing so you have to use your imagination um but there is a version on Switch that I want to check out that does have like the three D three D model cars and stuff, and I'll probably jump into that this week because I am. I think the the phone version for me is kind of where it's at. I, I love the PC version for a very different reason because I can mod it with actual the actual roster of F one drivers right. and you know all that stuff like connects it in a real way to the world that I follow. But because, so, you know, the mobile one, they don't they don't have the rights to that stuff. So it's all like fake drivers and fake teams, fake sponsors, which is fine. You know, it's totally fine. It still works. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to ch- I'll try out the Switch one sometime and I'll report back to let you all know like the different versions and which one might be right for you if you're interested. But oh, I can't get enough. Even just talking about it now, I just want to jump right back in. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun because like. I've been reading like so many magazines right. on it. Like there's literally like a stack of magazines in my living room with like all F1 and other racing. Yeah. We went magazine shopping
1: the other day, which was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that one that I got like road and track or whatever the hell it's yeah. called has like some really great articles about like cult leaders who used to race in, uh, racing leagues oh, and like yeah. uh, different weird, bizarre, you know, racing things in like rural places and yeah, it's just like the the world of, of, of this continues to unravel for me in a way that I am like completely having such a great time with. And yeah, um, if you want to hear my thoughts on the Italian Grand Prix, go check out uh, this week's or last week's. You love to see it where I hosted um, that episode. It was really good. So, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's great. Um, but you've been playing a, a mobile game
1: yeah i was gonna say speaking of which like i i'm i am just like you where i don't really tend to play games on my phone yeah um but i was on where was i i was on twitter and someone was posting about um a gotcha game that they've been playing but it's pinball oh fuck! and i was like say what now um and yeah and it's this game called world flipper and it's your standard gotcha game from it's actually from korea but the voice acting i think is japanese if i'm not mistaken but it's like an anime character you know you got your your cool anime characters you got dragons and your your mages and you know the 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 really cool knights and shit anime style shits. Um, and you can, you know, you pull those, those, those characters. So you get your five stars, your four star, your three stars and so on. And, um, but the actual gameplay is that you have three characters at a time and three support characters at a time where you, you they're all on like the flipper, like the, the board or whatever. And uh, yeah, you're just playing pinball with them. So you're killing bosses and collecting uh, materials and like doing little mini combos with just um, a pinball. So like the actual characters are the ball, um, and you use your flipper to like hit them into the um, the bosses. And oh this God. game is so fucking addicting. Dude. Why
0: would you show me this?
1: It. I don't know why someone showed me this. Oh. Like what the fuck? Like they shouldn't have put that shit on Twitter, man. Damn um, it. And it it was so good because like. I I, um, I have friends who play a lot of gacha games, like they play Fate Go, they play Genshin and other stuff and so I could like never that. get so, into that. Me neither, right? Like that's not, honestly, it's not my style at all, but I love pinball and mobile yeah. pinball is really good, like for the most part. Um, so I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. So I hit them up. I was like, hey, guys, you want to play this game? And they were like, <laughs> oh yeah. So we've been playing for like, well, today's the seventh day that we've been playing. Wow. Um, Yeah, because I got the you know like did the dailies like you're like oh you get a a free thing every day if you play, Um, so like I'm waiting for that to refresh. But yeah, so this this game is really really cool and and really fascinating. Um, So the mechanics are basically you know you you use the 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 characters to to kill the bosses. Um, You can like the longer you bounce before you hit the flipper, like before you come back down and hit the flipper, builds up like the flipper gauge. So your flippers start glowing from like green to like blue to white. And when they're white, you do like a powerful move when you come back down and hit release them again. So it'll do like a bigger strike. Um, You can also like dash um, as your character is like falling. You can do like one more dash after like every uh, half uh, a second, like every one second or so. You have the ability to dash and that can like extend your combos just to get more power that you can, um, you know, use your flipper to hit them into. And then also you have um, special abilities where each character has like an ultimate. And depending on who, what character you have attached to them, like as a support character, the move will change. So say I have this dragon who shoots out like a beam. Once Once his super is like built up, I can... Depending on where he's at, like if he's slot one, you swipe to the left. If he's slot two, you swipe swipe up. If slot slot three, it'll swipe to uh, swipe to the right. That's such a hard fucking thing. Yeah, to say. it's hard
0: to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, swipe to the right. Yeah. So uh, so you you know you swipe and then he does like a dragon beam and it it's like one beam that shoots straight up. Um, but if you add a support character who has like who will. Um, move around the screen like when they do their special those will combine and now the beam becomes like something that strafes left and right and there's like a hundred characters in this game so there's like infinite amount of like um combinations that you can make with characters which i love like figuring out what characters do and then um next to that you can do you can upgrade the characters so you can like give them new moves you can strengthen those moves And then when they get to level 40, you can unlock another like their third move. And then that evolves them into like a different version of themselves. So like they just become a lot stronger. And then you can do the whole gotcha shit where like you can put money into it and and pull for more characters. But I, I just play enough where like the game is actually fun enough where I just don't mind actually playing the game and getting the currency that way you know yeah yeah, yeah. there's no rush for me to like get the anime chick that i I don't know (laughs) you know like it it doesn't like that doesn't draw me into it but the the actual game is really fun and i'm I'm like really surprised at how addicted i am to it like i play this shit nonstop, dude like
0: that's amazing
1: yeah um, it's, it'll probably die down like i don't know but it's been seven days and that's the longest i've ever played one of these games because the last gotcha game i played was the gundam one which i oh, liked yeah. um but it's it's a very hard game to stay with um yeah yeah it's just a lot going on like pieces and uh yeah but uh this game is really fun i i, I would definitely check it out it's free um i don't know how <sighs> how much space it takes up on your phone but try just just try it just try it seriously. I'll, I, I uh, think I think it's worth it.
0: I was going to say I'll try it if you try mobile sport mo, mo, uh, mobile motorsport manager three, but I'm like no, nah, I don't want to curse. I don't want to force that upon you. It's definitely for, <laughs> for racing purpose. You got
1: you got to show it like next time I'm a, yeah, yeah yeah show yeah. show me and then yeah because like the I like the aesthetic looking at this. I like the aesthetic of it. So
0: well, I mean, I mean, same with this. As someone who has poured hundreds of hours into things like Sonic Spinball and Pokemon Pinball mm-hmm. and like even like the old windows style pinball games. Like I love pinball. I, it's something that I wish I had like, I could get into like for real, for real, like actual pinball. Um, yes. but to, there is something really tasty about a good pinball game, especially like on a mobile device. It's kind of made for it. Like with that vertical screen and like, so much yeah. of this just like really makes
1: sense, and I have like a newer phone, yeah. which right. I, I haven't played games on my phone in forever because I've I, I keep my phones for forever, so they end up like usually at the end of their life, they're like not working really well. So right, like, right. Now that I have a newer phone. Like this is nice. Like I haven't played a game since like the iPhone three. Like <laughs> I, know, I
0: know, I mean, I, I'm also. I mean, I don't have a new phone, but I have a phone like a, one of the bigger phones. Like and which yeah. is which is kind of weird for me because I I tend to not really like huge phones, but mm-hmm. I would I do kind of want to upgrade soon. And um, there is something nice about these really well optimized games on these beautiful big mm-hmm. bright screens. So you're like, oh yeah, I, I guess I understand because I don't know I, I can't get into things like Genshin or even like. Fortnite or PUBG Mobile. I can't do or even the Call of Duty one. I can't play those games on, on a mobile device. I just like I'm just too old, I think. I like I need I need like analog sticks, I need buttons, I need triggers. Um yeah. in the this, way this that, is
1: really oh sorry, go for
0: Oh no no, I was just gonna say very quickly, like in the same way that now I, I feel like most racing games, I need pedals and wheels. Mm. Like there's just kind of no going back for me. Um, but I've never been able to make that jump onto mobile devices where I think the the simpler the game is mechanically on a mobile device, the more likely I am to stick with it because yep. there's less of a chance of me fucking up a tap in Mobile Motorsport Manager Three as opposed to like you know getting 360 no scoped by a nine year old <laughs> is like oh, okay well I just don't have those facilities
1: <laughs> right right that's that's a fact yeah and this one's right up there it's just like you know one one button for for everything which is nice right. Um, and the old other thing is like you know if if I, I play with like two of my other friends and you can play with up to two other people for like boss battles. Oh, cool! Um, so we always jump into a room like nightly and we just like farm bosses um, for materials and stuff, and th- that's nice. But like we'll hop on like um, a little voice chat and just like, oh nice, do that. That's yeah, so cute. That, that that's really fun. Is it, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm not into Gacha games at all, and this one is my jam. It's it's really cool. Well, um,
0: here I go. <laughs> here I it. go. Do um, it. Do it.
1: <laughs> you want to go into the other options? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, my 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 option this week um, is something that like I didn't expect to love um, as much as I do. Um, but there's a show <clears throat> on Netflix called High on the Hog. and it's about um it's based on a book called high on the hog culinary a culinary journey from africa to america and then the show is high on the hog um how african-american cuisine transformed america and it is incredible (laughs) it's really fucking cool you learn so fucking much like a lot of stuff I didn't even know, like, or stuff that I knew, but I didn't know it impacted things. Like, I didn't know regular shit that we used to eat at my grandma's house was something that was, like, from Africa. Oh, like, wow. Essentially. But basically, it 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 takes the journey from, all the way from Africa, like West Africa, Benin, Benin specifically, and brings you, by the end of it, you're in Texas or um, Virginia. And... It's really cool. The first episode the host um he goes to Benin West Africa. And if you don't know, Benin was literally the place where um every slave came through. Every uh, like African American slave like enslaved person came through this long road at, that ended at Benin um West Africa and literally got on ships there and when i tell you every it's only four episodes it's incredible but um when i tell you every episode has a moment where you're just gonna start fucking crying <laughs> like, oh wow that shit really got to me it's less about the food and it's just more about like the people and just like, like the beauty human stories. Of human stories and shit and then like the next episode they go to south carolina and they're just talking to like local families and how this food connects to, like, literally, like, okra was from... It's from Africa. Oh, wow. Uh, Like, rice is fucking Africa. Like, like the way we were cultivating rice. Literally, I didn't realize that... I thought cotton was, like, the main um, export for America. Like, I thought that was how we got our wealth. And partially, that's true, but for the most part, it was rice. Um interesting. And literally when like s- slavery ended, quote unquote, um the people who were, you know, cultivating the land and preparing uh rice, like those r- those techniques were lost for a long time. Oh, Even like species of rice were lost. Oh,
0: get the for fuck out of here.
1: Legit. And there's this, they go to this one factory In South Carolina, where this guy, his great-great-grandfather owned that plantation, and he was able to find, like, a, a journal or a slave's journal where he was able to get, like, how to, like, make this recipe. And this guy was, like, very aware. He's a white dude, of course, but he's talking about how, like, it's his responsibility now to, like, give these recipes out for free and, like, tell people how to cultivate rice, like... So anybody who wants it, especially black people, you can come and get it. And like, you know, obviously he's making a profit from it. So like, he's very aware of that. But it goes to like stuff like that. This is one episode where um, they go to um, Thomas Jefferson's estate in Virginia. One of those places Um, where he, you know. There's a, his famous, there's a famous chef, like literally like the father of American cooking was a guy named James uh, Hemmings, which was Sally Hemmings' uh, brother. And he was Thomas Jefferson's chef. And like Thomas Jefferson had like hundreds of slaves, but he had this family of slaves who he adored and raped. You know, he, we know the story of him raping Sally Hemmings. Don't get it twisted. He raped Sally Hemmings was not consensual you can't consent yeah. as a slave <laughs> i just yeah. want to get that out there yeah. um yeah but her older brother james was a fantastic cook and um thomas jefferson loved this dude so he took him to france to learn how to 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 cook um basically for selfish needs because he wanted good food um and this guy like learned how to like cook and his whole thing was, I gotta, I'm gonna use this to get out of slavery. So he was like literally trying to buy himself out of slavery. Wow. And Thomas Jefferson was like, Well, I'll let you go, but you have to replace somebody with yourself. And uh, this is so fucked up, but he chose his little brother to take his spot um, as Thomas Jefferson's cook and you know to stay in slavery which is crazy right wow. like what a decision you have to make God. um it's just very very emotional um this is one like expert she's talking about like Thomas jefferson and you know she's talking about black people in america and and like the enslaved people at that time like they fucking made it through like through all these odds like they made it through so right. it man i lost my fucking mind like I, I was weeping like a little baby like man every episode is just fantastic i definitely take an hour out of your day and watch this watch the ep- first episode at least and it's just really really good i love so, it I it's it. so
0: interesting because i i think i feel like i've heard about this but i haven't i haven't heard it to the extent of which you're describing and like it definitely. I'm like legitimately. I have like a, the the day to myself today, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. like literally start this
1: immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, please just watch the first first. Yeah, episode. it sounds
0: so fascinating. I mean, it's really cool. I, I I do love that sort of like deep dive into, you know, the story of like people and like mm-hmm. you know the human stories and and like that that's so directly ties us to food like there's something so universal and and beautiful about that and hearing you describe this stuff is like wow i can't i can't wait to see this this sounds
1: incredible it's it's such a good um it's more of a documentary than anything but yeah yeah. apparently they got renewed for a second season which is really nice to hear it's good news it's very short i loved it um yeah definitely check that out
0: wow yeah we'll do we'll do i'll definitely report back that's this sounds amazing um yeah, mine is also a Netflix, a Netflix joint. Uh, I swear this episode is not sponsored by them. Although if they want to <laughs> I mean, reach hey. out, uh, listen, podcast at fanbite.com, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, mine is something that just came out this last week. Uh, it was, it's been kind of on my radar for a minute. It's the Netflix documentary on uh, Michael Schumacher called Schumacher. Um, it's that's spelled S-H, I'm sorry, S-C-H-U-M-A-C-H-E-R. Um, so for those who don't know Michael Schumacher was it is one of the greatest uh, race drivers of all time, specifically Formula One. Um, and kind of goes into the story of this this sort of mythical figure in the sport because uh, as of like 2013, um, he he's still alive, but uh, I guess spoiler for those who don't know anything about Schumacher, but um, he experienced a really, really bad skiing accident. And was rendered, um, hes he's been paralyzed. So the Ooh. family has gone through great efforts to um, sort of, I'm assuming at, at his wishes, maybe at the family's wishes as well, to kind of keep a lot of that private. So this is the first time, at least to my knowledge, um, we're getting a chance to see uh, the family themselves speak on it. Uh, There's a lot of really great archival interviews with Michael Schumacher, especially throughout the years, and um, especially with, you know, former colleagues and, you know, obviously the family and people that are close to him, uh, describing his journey from, you know, being a boy, getting into karting, and then eventually getting into motorsports. But just like that very, you know, there's something, I kind of mentioned it before in a previous episode about uh, understanding and, and getting to know people who are like great people who are like genuinely great at the things that they do. Like there's something really great. There's something really, um, uh, fascinating about watching Jordan speak, uh, yeah. in, uh, in like the last dance or watching, you know, anyone really. That's one of the reasons why I like watching drive to survive. Like you're watching all these really great competitors at, at the highest level of the sport. There's, tw- there's literally 20 people doing what they do in the world, um, crazy. which is, which is wild to think about. And, um, you know this story in particular is fascinating because he has a tied record with Lewis Hamilton for seven championships overall, which is a very sort of like Jordan like, um, mythical figure right. in in the sport in the space. And you know it goes into things like his sort of uh, heated relationship with uh, Ayrton Senna, who is uh one of those myth, you uh, know, other mythical figures from Brazil, who a lot of people regard as the greatest of all time, who was tragically killed um, in a race where they were indeed trying to stay ahead of Michael Schumacher. So it deals with like you know his perspective on all of that as it happened, you know even before that, like the way Ayrton Senna has sort of reacted to Schumacher's arrival on the scene as the sort of the new up and coming challenger to the to the to the championship and um you know how Ayrton Senna being the fierce competitor that he was like literally you know died because of that, because of that challenge and because oh, of that shit you know, that heated race to be the best. Like there, mm. there's something so, so interesting about these kinds of stories. And this one has obviously like incredible footage, incredible, like, you know, on the, on the scene style footage of like these great drivers, these great mythical drivers, like arguing like on the track, like, okay. you know, just like really, really wild stuff. And, um, yeah, I for any racing fans or even if you're not a racing fan, you kind of want to learn about the 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 greats of the sport. I can't recommend just like just hearing them speak and hearing them like talk about certain things and like the challenges that they that they went through, like the risks they took on. Like there's something so inspiring about seeing Michael Schumacher join Ferrari when they were like absolute shit. <laughs> um, and you know, he had to really work with the team and, and figure out how to fix the car, which is basically what he used to do as a kid. Like my, uh, Michael Schumacher used to basically race, uh, he didn't really come from money. So like he came from a very, a very working class background. So he was literally like fishing used tires out of like the discarded pile and using oh, those to wow. to win races with. And, um, you know, really like duct taping things together. And it's a very similar uh, trajectory to Lewis Hamilton's story, which is very, very similar. I highly recommend watching that David Letterman interview. I think it's like, and my next guest is, or whatever it's called. Um, check it out. It's really great. It's it's one of those I, sort of
1: do, like, sports documentaries. It's wild because like, the way you're talking about it makes it seem like it's so long ago. <laughs> and I'm yeah, in right? my head, like, you know, obviously it's not that long ago. This, we're talking about cars. But like, <laughs> Jesus, like this seems like Oh, this seems really cool.
0: Yeah, and, and what makes it even more... I mean, what makes it also tragic, but also kind of heartwarming is the fact that his son, Mick Schumacher, currently mm-hmm. races for Team Haas, which is the only American team on the grid. And they're they're like the worst. <laughs> they're not great. Um, yeah, why would you but, name
1: yourself after Avocado? It's weird. <laughs> don't do that.
0: The, um, they they kind of go uh, at length of like having to sit down interviews with the son as well because the son has, you know, memories, real memories right. of them spending time together when he was a kid and stuff. And, you know, you get to see that pain in his eyes. And, like, he he seems to be, like, he seems to have that cool uh, resolve that his father does and this sort of, like, confidence, this, like, innate confidence that, mm. that his father had. And um, there's something... Uh, kind of tragic, but also heartwarming, knowing that like there's a Schumacher on the grid, and it's like literally like the direct descendant of his father. But the we, you remember Sebastian Vettel, uh, mm-hmm. the the driver who's currently on Aston Martin. Um, he has sort of stepped in. He's he's German, so he's also like a huge F1 nerd, obviously. But like, there's there's clips of him on the F1 channel, the F1 YouTube channel actually has some really great original content. And there's like, they do like trivias, like trivia videos and stuff. And he's a very, he's very much like uh, a student of the game. And, um, in a way he's sort of stepped in as like a mentor figure for Mick Schumacher. And it's wild because, you know, I, I don't know. I think Sebastian Vettel entered after Michael Schumacher had already retired, if I'm not mistaken, but it might've been like a year or two afterwards. But, um, I think I think so. I, I don't know. I, my, my dates are wrong again. I'm I'm still new to all this. I'm still I'm still yeah, a baby. Yeah. But um, regardless, there is something really cool about that sort of.
1: You yeah, know, like relationship he's now he's forming. the vet and he's like right bringing up the kid and that that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, this so, is very very dramatic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a really dramatic sport where the stakes are so high mm-hmm. because. You know, one wrong turn literally and and that could cost you your life. And wasn't there like a
1: bad crash recently? Yeah. I saw saw like photos or some shit.
0: Yeah, so Max Verstappen tried to get ahead of Lewis Hamilton and hit hit these curbs and these like sausage curbs and stuff and kind of launched his car upwards at an angle, uh, in a way that got his car on top of Lewis Hamilton's car and his tire and like his whole car just like scraped the entire top of of Hamilton's car and once again proved how how um, useful and how necessary the halo that protects them from that that protects Oh, their that heads. goofy
1: thing yeah that goofy actually, that goofy looking thing it's yeah, actually saved. science yeah
0: yeah yeah like the tire there was tire marks on those hamilton's um helmet because you could see oh, the tire go yeah. over his helmet push his head down and um he was complaining about neck pains and stuff afterwards oh. but if if that wasn't there this would have been a very different conversation. We, we would have been Holy having a, a similar, you know, conversation that we've had in the past of, of previous drivers who weren't so lucky. Um, so that's the thing: is like these these stakes and and these relationships and these feuds and all this drama, like it literally, can cost them their lives. And you know, to them, it's like they just kind of brush it off and you mm-hmm. know, f- fume if like walk back to the paddock in a, in a you know, fuming mad, but. For, for anybody else it's like well i'm never getting in a car again um and uh yeah i can't recommend like just sort of getting a chance to see into the mind of someone who exists in that kind of space there's, there's just like it just seems so foreign to me it seems so alien to me like i don't know there's that's like it's inspiring but it's also like
1: what's wrong with you you know yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's so it's so intriguing um this
1: is fascinating this looks cool i'm gonna check this out too
0: yeah, I'm I'm gonna continue. This is my uh my my goal of getting Cam into motorsports. So uh <laughs> just I am just trying to get everybody I know into motorsports so that uh that way I have more people to talk about it. It's with.
1: it's really cool though, like to see um just over the last few years, like a lot of like podcasts um like outside of our like immediate like kind of circle, um like different podcasts I was like getting into um this motorsport and like you, especially and like a lot of people are just like into it. I'm like, you know about that. How do you guys all know about this shit? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. How did everybody just decide to start doing this thing? And I, I, I love that. I like when everybody's like in on a thing, cause it yeah. just makes it more exciting, especially like when you're like, I like this stuff in general. Like I like cars. So like I can watch a race, but like, I didn't know like all of this extra stuff, which is really where it's at.
0: Yeah. And, and my, my brilliant, and uh insightful colleague uh, Fernanda Braches who we, we we had on the who's one of the hosts if you'd love to see it um she's actually like a sports journalist like she covers oh, mixed martial arts and and all that all that stuff it's she writes for FanBuy all the time she's she's wonderful she's brilliant and she she mentions like the only reason she's really invested in the sport is because of all the human stories the stuff that happens mm-hmm. when the races aren't happening so um yeah it's it's I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Uh, someone please talk to F, talk with me about F1. Um, okay. So, uh, no questions this week. We're going to save some of that for next week. This was a long one. Also, yeah. you know, we, we've, we've got our coffee in hand. We kind of wanted to start the day off just a casual conversation with the two, between the two of us. But you know, if you want to send us questions, you can still do that. But, um, before we wrap up, this show this was a great episode. I feel like we we, we covered a lot of ground here.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed it. It definitely is a different vibe to you know have sunlight outside and yeah, and have a yeah. coffee and have some nice breakfast, cold brew. <laughs> yeah, bagel. Um, I have another yeah, coffee but, waiting for me when I'm when we're done. So let's that. go. <laughs> uh,
0: before we wrap up the show, how, how can the people find you online?
1: Oh, yeah, um, you can catch me on Twitter. Or Instagram, if you like. Um, if you, I don't really post too much on there. I, I do a lot of stories. But at Cappy, can't lose. C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. Yeah, follow me. Um, just don't be a dick.
0: Yeah, don't be a dick, please. That's all we ask. Uh, you can find me at Polly That's It's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. And um, thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions and or comments, please send them over to podcasts at fanbyte.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also send us questions and talk to us and, and our amazing community on Discord, which you can find a link to in our show notes, as well as to the Fanbyte Discord. So again, I want to see some more, you know, cross-pollinization. And also, yeah. yeah, tell your friends, you know, spread the word. We've, uh, we, 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 we relaunched relatively recently, so I think there's a lot of folks who still don't know that we're back. And, yeah, uh, you know, it would be nice to, you know, get everybody back in here and, and just start talking about stuff. Would love and, to um, see you. Yeah, absolutely. Please be sure to subscribe as, as well. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. We're also on, you know, all the other podcast catches out there. Although if you can take a minute to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, it just really helps us spread the word. You know, Apple overlords still rule. The algorithm and all that shit still, still makes a big difference. So if you could take a few minutes, if you want to show us some support. Um, you know, we no longer have the donation stuff, but that is basically a huge help for us. It really helps us spread the word. Um, you should also be doing that for all the other podcasts you love and enjoy, so it's not just for us. As always, um, we're at the optional nyc on Twitter. You can also find FanBite over at FanByte Media. You can find the rest of the podcasts that me and Jordan Mallory produce over at fanbite.com slash podcasts or podcastnet.org. Um this week, I'm gonna recommend 99 potions. Ooh. Great show, great, great show. And uh you know what, since I mentioned it Fernanda earlier, if you like mixed martial arts and, and other things that aren't mixed martial arts, just life in general, some a really personal episode this last week, um, check out Best Camp of My Life. You can find all those shows again over at podcastnet.org. Um, please be sure to check out our streams which I'm going to also start streaming this week on the, on the Fanbyte Twitch at twitch.tv slash fanbyte I think it's either going to be if you're listening to this on Monday it's probably happening right now if not it'll probably happen on Thursday so one of those two either way I'll probably tweet about it or something or I'll, t- I'll talk about it on the discord as well and um, yeah go read everything over at fanbite.com. a lot of great Deathloop loop guides um, a lot of good stuff on there a lot of great news coverage um, if you're into Final Fantasy 14, definitely check out the site. Shout out to Michael Hyam and, and Mike Williams and uh, Natalie Flores. Everybody over there. Uh, yeah, the RZA, room. the
1: JZA, everybody. Yeah,
0: the RZA, the JZA, <laughs> <laughs> the FanBike clan. Everybody over here just writing about Final Fantasy 14. Uh, it's it's apparently a good game. I guess uh, it's a little indie game. I don't know if you heard of it, but um, until next time, everyone, peace.
1: peace. what's good everybody i'm your host Khalif adams of the spawn on me podcast the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry join us every week for news previews and reviews around all the games you care about in the video game industry we do all of that with a smidge of nuance while we tackle hard conversations through a prism of blackness make sure you're checking out our show every week here on the fanbite podcast network